Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to another episode of Island Spot Sports. And before we get to our guest today, we have a big shout out for, for Living Sisu. Living Sisu is a platform and app that wants to give you all the tools to have success in your sport. Their main objective is to activate your lifestyle. So for active, it's for active people. Enjoy discounts at, at companies like BioSteel, 30% off, BodyLogics, the Goalie Guild, all his books are discounted. Roan, Lululemon for men, 20% off. Online stretching programs with Eccentrics, one full month free. They got super silent massage guns, 20% off those. And it's a great quality. It's way less expensive than a Theragun. And it's a great, it's great quality. So there's so many more discounts that you guys will need to just become a member to see. So they want to provide you with anything you need for success. So come join the community. I'm a part of it. A bunch of other athletes are a part of it. So it's free to join. It takes 20 seconds to have to get exclusive offers to your sport. And it's definitely worth worth it. So do do us a huge favor and go sign up for Living Sisu's membership. It's free, 20, takes 20 seconds. So go do it and we'll see you there. Living Sisu is a great company. We uh, we know one of the co-founders, Zach Fricali. He's a great guy. He uh, He's the co-founder. He does a lot of live streams on Instagram at, uh, at Living Sisu. And with a bunch of elite athletes and you learn a lot from like the athletes determination the resiliency everything to what me made them become successful so it's been a great experience so far so go on i'm gonna leave uh the link in the description so uh go sign up Yo, welcome back to another episode of On Spot Sports. I'm Jack, and today's episode we are joined by a very special guest, professional hockey player Kyle Shapiro. Kyle most recently played in the East Coast Hockey League with the Jacksonville Iceman. Kyle has played in the ECHL with the Evansville Iceman, Indy Fuel, Orlando Solar Bears, and the Jacksonville Iceman while playing in the SPHL, the Southern Professional Hockey League, for the Columbus Cottonmouths, Fayetteville Fire Ants, and the Pensacola Ice Flyers, as well as a stint in Brest in the France 2 division throughout his pro career. He spent his junior hockey days in the WSHL and the NPHL and played four years of NCAA Division Three hockey with Nichols College. So this can be a fun episode, Kyle. So welcome to the show, Kyle Shapiro. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. It's gonna be a, gonna be a fun one. But to th- start things off, like, how are you? How have things been with you? And just being able to just be out, just be out in where wherever you are right now. Yeah, I'm in Cape Cod, so it's not bad. Uh, winters suck, but uh, yeah, you know, there's definitely worse places. Um, yeah, not bad. Done playing now and just working. That's it. Yeah. What What are you doing? What are you doing now since uh, you're done with hockey? Uh, I still do hockey. So we basically run a uh, player development company here um, and work with all ages. Summertime is like a lot of older kids plus younger kids. This time of year, we do a lot of contract work with. Um, various programs like a lot of youth and, and whatnot yeah and how, how has that transition been from going out from your career and in, uh, into this path and just being able to develop players and especially with whatever what you learned throughout your career oh it's good it's i mean it's not like it's not such an easy transition in terms of uh from a teaching standpoint from you being on the ice it's fine but from a teaching standpoint like especially when you're working with youth you really got to kind of learn what gets them going because you're so used to you're so used to such a high level of honestly like perfectionism you know you can't mess up don't miss passes and you're 
whatever. So that's, that's one of the biggest things is kind of like, you're not at that level, right? So you kind of have to really know when and when not to like pick your spots to say what you need to say and just like let things happen. But yeah, no, it's fun. Like I have a good time. I, I learn a lot. Like you learn a lot when you're with seven, eight, nine, 10, 12 year old, like hockey players. So it's fun. We have a good time. Yeah, exactly. And like with just being with the youth, like especially at the younger age, like, you know, like they mess around in practice, like don't really pay attention, but you just got to find that, find that like midpoint where you can actually like say stuff and like teach them or, and just let them just do what they want and just have, just have fun with the game. Cause that's why we're all here. Yeah, exactly. So that's like one of the biggest things too. I had a conversation with some of uh one of the program coaches and they were asking me like, Hey, um do you see anything you know that we could work on and I go honestly I'm like think about it like this I'm like what do you remember when you were eight and everyone's got the same answers they remember games like they always remember like one or two power skating things right and I'm like listen like and you're not reinventing the wheel you know what I mean use what you like that you that you had fun with and make it fun for, for them so yeah, that was that was pretty much all all I would remember is just the games and just yeah. having having fun because you're if you're playing the game you have to be having fun like if you're not like what are you doing? Exactly. Yeah, but I wanna I wanna take the rest of this time to go over like your career a little bit here. So uh, you grew up in Ambler, Pennsylvania. So like, what was what was it like growing up in Pennsylvania throughout like youth hockey and like how old were you when you started playing hockey? Yeah, so I, I grew up right outside of Philadelphia, so that's where that's located, if anyone doesn't know. Um, when I There, from what I know now, I, I go back every once in a while. Uh, they have a pretty big market in terms of, like, hockey and players. A couple of my buddies uh, run some stuff in that area, and they're pretty successful. Um, but when I grew up, especially as a friendship thing, like, no one that I went to high school with, except with the exception of, like, one kid played hockey. So, like, I always played youth, travel, whatever. Um, but there was good teams. Like there was ranked nationally ranked teams in the area. Like you traveled a lot. Basically my whole schedule was hockey. It kept me out of trouble for sure. Like I, you know, you look back on it now and it was a blessing in disguise, but, uh, yeah, no, that that's about it. I played for like a couple of different teams in the area when I grew up and that was it. Just a normal, like went to public school. Yeah. In my area, you have the option of going to, uh, like some pretty good prep schools. Like there's a little Sal GA and stuff at the time I was like, such an idiot I was just like wait I gotta take a test to go to school like I'm out I should have done it but but like at the time I had no idea and like my family wasn't really well versed in 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 hockey like I was the first of of like my family to ever play hockey so yeah it's just kind of like you just do it and you figure it out from there yeah and like like we talked about like in youth like it's all about just having fun and just learning learning the base the little basics because once you get to those like higher leagues, higher levels, com- competition gets better. And like, that's when you start to really develop and really like get to know the game and know where, know your role. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then you began your junior career with uh, El Paso Rhinos in the WSHL where you played for two years there. It's so, like, what was the process like to sign in El Paso? Yeah. So uh, I played my, I think I forget it was my junior or senior year, like while I was in high school living at home, I played at the time. I don't even know what it's called now. It was like junior B hockey. It was just junior yeah. hockey. And it was, I guess I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I guess because you could play 18 U then, but I played junior hockey. And then I went to a show, not a showcase, but we had a tournament somewhere. And I happened to just get scouted by, uh, at, it was Topeka Roadrunners of the NAHL. And uh, they were like a 
dominant team. Now I had no idea what the NHL was, but like at the time, but I ended up just going to their main camp, didn't make it, then got a call from some team in El Paso, Texas. And uh, I was like, I kind of really liked the idea of like, I wasn't going to college. Like I didn't, I didn't have good grades or anything. And, and uh, so it was like, I just, just did it. Like there was no rhyme or reason. I was like, yeah, sure. But man, we went down to this place and they they packed the house, like 3000 fans. I'm pretty sure they just won like the hockey craft USA, like last year. Yeah. Their barns even like better than I guess it was when I I was there, but they had like packed house middle of not the middle, but you're basically in Mexico. Um, Full Reebok sponsorship like we didn't get sticks at the time but that wasn't I wasn't accustomed to getting sticks then so it wasn't like a thing but like helmets gloves travel bags we had a bus I don't know it was awesome we we lived in apartments and at the time that was unheard of so I was like 18 years old playing essentially professional hockey in living in an apartment you know so yeah that's it ended up there and then I got traded my last year ended up in Helena um a one national championship there and then ended up in college yeah you're you were living the good life because that that's yeah. like a high high profile like organization like you would never hear that a few years until like a few years ago where like all these organizations now are like are like high class and like having like providing like all these things for their players yeah yeah it's like yeah no we we had to kind of go out on our own to get the apartments but it was it was always known that it was an option and then kind of you know everyone was like well no i'm gonna live in an apartment so yeah but it was absolutely. awesome you become like self-sufficient way earlier yeah. than most people right because even if you go to college like everything's given to you you know yeah. so like you still don't know so like then it was like oh i gotta learn how to do whatever and make sure you're up and go to practice if not you're essentially out of a job but yeah yeah no that was it I ended up down there and kind of just like loved it had like lifelong friends and I don't know, just stayed. Stayed a little longer than I should have, but like stayed. Yeah, at least you at least you stayed. But like when you did get that like main camp invite to Topeka and you got caught, like what, what was the your mindset like during that time? And like obviously like you're gonna mature as you grow as you get older, but like what was what was your mindset during that time and then before being able to sign with El Paso? Yeah, so like I understand your question of mindset and it'd be a different answer if you asked me kind of like my pro career or college career. But at the time, like I didn't, I just played hockey. Like it wasn't, it's not, it wasn't like it was now. Like I just played hockey. I went to a camp. I I didn't make it. I was like, Oh, you know, it sucked. But like, that was that, like I had a team at home. Like I just went to a tryout. Right. I didn't know. I didn't know anything about it. It was a good learning experience. So it wasn't like I was like super devastated and like, contemplating not playing hockey and whatever simply because I got cut from a team like I said like I didn't know what the NA was you just go at that time you went on the website you saw all they had a bunch of D1 commits pro guys and whatever you're like oh it's obviously a good league you know and that yeah that's kind of what happened so like the mindset didn't take too much effect simply because I was so young like I it was in yeah. Chicago like I flew to Chicago had a great time and went home like yeah that, that was it <laughs> Yeah, you get a lot, a lot of learning experience there, and like you just take that on to wherever you go next, whether it be high school, whether it be another junior team like El Paso, or wherever you, wherever you end up, like is you just take whatever you learn from there and brought bring it to the next team. Yeah, exactly. Like it was that that's all it was, you know. If, if I was a little bit higher caliber player at the time, and and had like was well versed in kind of how it worked, like that probably would have been you know upset and whatever. But yeah. no, just like 
basically it was essentially I went to a hockey tournament and came home. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So like then you go on to your first year of junior hockey with El Paso. So like, what was it like getting that opportunity to play in 48 games and getting like right in the, right in the, right in the dust of things and getting that experience? Yeah, no, it was good. Like the, the players down there were good. A lot of hidden gems. It was a really, it's a really tough league, right? Like I wasn't used yeah. to it, but like in, in hindsight, it really prepares you to kind of just be not like tough, but not like fighting tough, but just tough. Right. And, and, uh, but that was it. Just, just, I played with some older guys and I was a little bit younger and we had a good crew kind of like my class, whatever you want to call it that came in. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just uh, I don't like I don't remember much about about it to be honest. It was just like it was so long ago, and and I just remember my friends and anything crazy that happened. And but it was good. Like I I enjoyed it. Like I stayed there for two and a half years, right? So I I yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah, you had you had to enjoy if you're staying there for more than a year and two and a half years. Like you got to be enjoying the time there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So like, what was like one of the biggest things you learned throughout that first year, those first two years of juniors that led you to the next level? Uh, honestly, the biggest things that I took, and it was kind of the way the, the owner slash coach, whatever, like structured, it was like, I, I think we practiced at 7am every morning. I honestly want to say six, but I think it was seven. And it was like, and it, he was like a no nonsense type guy. It was, yeah. it was, if you, if you missed practice at seven, like you most likely were going home. Um, and, uh, it's kind of just like being responsible. Like you're responsible for yourself and, and no one else, you know, like, uh, and hard work right like yeah that, that 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 was it like that was the mo it was like hard work and 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 you're responsible for yourself everything else was just like you know there were some systems but you know if you're playing hockey you need to understand what you're doing on the ice at that level you probably should but yeah that that was it really hard work and uh be on time for things <laughs> yeah all the all the chips should come should come together after being responsible and and working hard like every everything else should just fall in place yeah, exactly. It definitely wasn't the most skilled league, right? So, so yeah. you know, working working hard and competing against people. Yeah, for sure. So then the next year you found yourself playing 50 games for the Rhinos. Like, what were, what were you able to take from that first year to help produce more points and, like, feel more confident with your game? Yeah, I mean, I kind of I – I don't think anything was different. It was just, like, you know, experience in, in any level. Like, you wonder why some guys in the NHL are so good. You know, they played so many games at the highest level, right? Like yeah. experiences in anything you do help you become better. So, so I think just one full year, I was a year older. I was like, I guess, a uh, upper, I don't even know, like a vet or whatever you want to yeah. call it. Um, a vet in junior hockey. And, uh, and uh, yeah, so I just, uh, another year, uh, you know, I had success my first year. So just, kind of carried it over and it, it was a team where like if you weren't producing in some facet like you weren't going to be there right so yeah. like complacency isn't really an issue because there's no room for it yeah you're you're a second second year vet there and you're just just living the living the life living the dream and just trying to get better every day exactly yeah and then you know i obviously like probably get a few more opportunities on power play and, and whatever yeah. it may be and especially at that level like to, to have success in the future, like from this is just from me playing for so long, is that you need to be a guy that can be utilized in every situation. Like if you're if you're playing in that league and you can only play power play, like your success is pretty limited in the future because like you're not going to be a power play guy when you go to 
you know, high end college or pro, yeah. like maybe, but, but like most likely not. Like, so you need to know how to play basically all avenues. Um, so yeah, that was kind of it. I just had, you know, more success in, in different roles. Yeah, absolutely. So throughout that second year, you had 104 penalty minutes that year. It's like, how many fights did you end up getting in or, or was it just like minor penalties? Um, I can't give you a number. Like I, I never was a fighter. I just, I guess I was big and strong and, and I would always stick like, you know, it's a team game. I stick up for my yeah. teammates. Like, yeah. Uh, but we, like I said, man, we played in the jungle. Like that's what we called it. Right. It was like, that's what it was. There was like multiple fights a game. I'm pretty sure you go on YouTube. There's like a line brawl of us. Like, you know what I mean? Like that stuff doesn't happen as much anymore. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, like the, the penalty minutes don't really reflect, I would say my game. It just really reflects like that league and the style our team played. Um, so yeah, like, I don't know, just combo of it all. Yeah, you just gotta gotta stick up for teammates whenever whenever it's warranted, and then like you're you're in the jungle, so you gotta fight your way out. Yeah, exactly. Like there was a lot of fights just because like that's what you did. So it was like you know, I definitely wasn't the fighter on our team. I was just yeah. one of I guess the guys that could do it. Yeah, for sure. So then the following year, you moved to the NPHL where you played three games with the Bozeman Ice Dogs, and then sixteen games with the Helena Bighorns, where you won the national championship there. So like, what was that step in the in the process like of going to a new team in a new league and having to like reestablish yourself and gain that new respect? Yeah, it's I mean it's tough like that like to go to your question of like getting cut from the um that NA main camp or whatever it was uh like when I got traded from here that was like really I was like oh man like that that one hit hard I'd spent so long and and whatever. But it was kind of one of those things where, like, my options were, okay, stop playing, which I contemplated, right? But that's more yeah. of, like, your fight-or-flight response. Um, and then as I kind of, you know, I think I had a couple of days to think it over, and I was just like, it's the end of season, like, whatever, we'll go up there. I had a good conversation. So the head coach at that time was a guy named Bill Zamboni. Uh, Bill actually, ironically, is a head coach of an EHL team here on Cape Cod. Um, so I still see him to this day and, uh, and I had a good conversation with him. And, and the one thing that he does and he did was at the time was like, he'll do everything he can to get you to college. Like, and I spent yeah. two, two, two and a half years playing for an organization where I didn't have much college exposure because of where I was and whatnot. So I went there and I was there for like two or three weeks and he did a lot for me and then ended up, um, kind of just getting traded based off of, we weren't making playoffs. So it was like, Hey, you're yeah a good player go you know so I ended up going to Helena and Helena was man like one of the best coaches I've ever played for his name was Scott Cunningham uh and we just had a team right of all good players like so I was just able to go to a team and that was successful um and didn't have to do too much right just like be a solid player when asked to be a solid player yeah. uh but yeah so really the biggest thing is is like it's always weird in anything you do going into uh, new locker room right you don't know anybody but at the end of the day yeah. like everyone's the same right so kind of just show up do your job and eventually you make friends yeah you're all you're all playing the game of hockey the game you love like it, it makes it so much easier to bond with them because that's what you're doing you're playing hockey and then when you work work your butt off at practice and during games like you gain that respect from everyone like it's a lot easier to to meet new people and all that yeah exactly so 
it was, you know, it's weird at first or it's more, it's, I would say more now that I'm older, you make it more, uh, you build it up in your head where it's like this yeah. big weird thing, but it's really not like, you know what I mean? Cause if you think about it on the other, on the other way, like, what do you think when new guys walk into your locker room? Right. It's like, Oh yeah. man. So it, it's really not the end of the world, but it's just, you know, just show up and do what you got to do. Yeah, absolutely. And you won then the national championship that year with with Helena. So like what was what was that experience like and just being able to go all the way to the championship? Yeah, like playing at that level at the time, right? That's like the the creme de la creme or whatever. Yeah. So it was like, I don't know, it was a great experience. We actually it sucked. We I think where was it? It was in Minnesota, I think. Rochester, yeah. So we uh we bust from Montana there because he wouldn't fly because they lost the year before so he was like super i don't know something happened to him. it was terrible um so we bust there and uh and yeah it was a good time like everyone's family's there it's nationals and and you're playing like the best teams in the country at that at that level and so ended up winning i, I just remember like it was a surreal feeling and and yeah it was awesome right but yeah bust yeah, home and they actually had a little they had like a little police escort for us when we showed up that's that's not bad yeah it's pretty cool it was it was a great experience right like can't really take that away from anyone but yeah how long was that bus trip from montana dude i don't know (laughs) it was it was you're so young we stopped like i remember we stopped in uh st louis we practiced and some other stuff and but yeah you don't know i've taken so many bus trips like it it was another it was one of the it was one of the long bus trips we, we took so Everything, yeah, just becomes, everything just becomes a blur at that point. Yeah, exactly. You're just on the bus. But at that time, they were like, there was no, like, I didn't have Netflix. I didn't have, I didn't have, I didn't have, there's no iPods, right? There was yeah. no, like, I, I think you could download some if you had, like, an MP3 player or some sort. You could have some music. So I don't even remember what we did on the bus. Just movies, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's all you can do at that point is just watch, watch movies and have, have time pass. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that was so just that went to Rochester. Yeah. Yeah. So then after your junior hockey career came to a close, you began your college hockey journey by going to Nichols College. Like what made you choose Nichols to be your school for the next four years? So I didn't have many options at the time, to be honest with you. Uh, I had some buddies that went to Nichols. Um, I started the application process. I didn't have good grades. So if anybody's listening to this and you want to play hockey, like get your grades up. (laughs) Um, But uh but yeah, like I didn't have good grades. And, and so any school that kind of reached out to me, it was like the same, never anything. It was just like, once yeah. they asked all my transcripts, it was just like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So that, anyway, ended up, I had buddies that went there, ended up going there. I loved it. Small school. We, we became at that level, like, I don't want to say a powerhouse, but we were a nationally ranked program. And um, so, yeah, like it, it, in retrospect, it turned out to be a good deal, but I ended up there because I had friends and coach talked to me because they you know kind of set it up but yeah that's it that's why yeah so then you go on to play college hockey so like what was that transition for playing from playing Helena to playing division three college yeah no it was uh in terms of like skill wise it wasn't too much different to be honest obviously it wasn't as tough because you couldn't be that was like the biggest things I'd always get dumb penalties for hitting like nothing crazy like not cheap like it just wasn't there were certain aspects of it that you couldn't you couldn't do or, or there yeah. wasn't uh whatever oh sorry sorry i have food <laughs> um 
so yeah yeah so it wasn't much different to be honest with you uh in terms of like the competitiveness and and whatnot but uh but yeah i think just just the physicality was toned down into into more a different aspect like guys were like bigger and tough like stronger but it wasn't it was a little faster but yeah i i don't wasn't that much of a difference to be honest with you yeah just like so, guys bigger older faster and yeah it. so like how do you like what do you do to help yourself get get bigger and stronger when you are playing against guys that are bigger and stronger and just being able to to compete with these guys yeah so like i mean you go to the go to the gym right but uh i i was so young and like i always thought i always went to the gym like that's what i had to do so i'd go to the gym i'd have a workout and i would lift but i never had like a trainer right and uh and my sophomore year i was like i had a pretty successful like you know first two years and I remember talking to my coach and I go, Hey, like, I think I want to transfer just because I wasn't being pushed. Um, yeah. And he ended up was like, you know, no. <laughs> and, but he was like, not like he was not like in an asshole way or anything, but he's like, Hey, yeah. I'll, I'll set you up in uh, one of his buddies, his college roommates, dad owned a facility in Mississauga, Ontario called uh, the athletic training center. Um, and it's like, I would say a world renowned facility, like, Tavares, Subban, and all of them trained there. Um, a lot of like young guys that are in NHL now were there, like when yeah. I was super young. So, like back to I always thought I was, you know, working out. Like it was always like quick. Like if you ever did sprints, it was always quick, but like I was like kind of, I wouldn't say fat, but uh it wasn't like skinny, right? But I didn't think anything of it. I was like, I I worked out every day and and whatever. But yeah, really like the biggest thing to me that kind of like elevated my game was was a trainer like a salt and a, but not just like a one-on-one trainer like a trainer in a group environment with high-end players where yeah. like just like you're being pushed on the ice like I was being pushed in the gym and I wasn't a top dog in the gym so I needed to figure it out yeah you're like just competing with everyone in in like the training training like circle and you're just it pushes pushes you to be better and it pushes pushes everyone else yeah, exactly. So like in terms of getting bigger and stronger, a lot of eating, like eat, now, now eating and, 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 and that. So like in terms of like over my four year span, the biggest thing for me was, was training and eating. Like the, if, if I could credit it to one thing, like that, that was it. Yeah, absolutely. It's so like, what was your college hockey like for those four years, like going from freshman to senior year? I think you, your senior year was your career best in college. Like, Go just developing from freshman year to senior year like what was that all about and just being able to experience everything you did yeah we um I mean obviously like we said before experiences kind of make you better so building up the whole time I had more experience I was getting older I was getting bigger I was getting faster but I mean we also like it was more of a team thing like we brought in great guys we got a new coach my second year so my sophomore year um so really that's kind of what what elevated my game, but also like the team game was just having a solid group around and, and a good coaching, you know, that was it. And just being able to, especially as my, as a freshman, being able to play basically every game and play in like high level situations, like those power play, you know, penalty kill, whatever. So just getting those experiences at a younger age and then continuing. Yeah. So throughout like all your college career, like what were some of your, like your favorite memories that stand out? Oh, uh, uh, hockey-wise, obviously, right? Um, yeah. 
so honestly the first the first championship i i'd say that was like i mean that's what you work for right and then being yeah. able to go to nationals and and you know I, well i mean obviously probably the first thing was being nationally ranked right they only ranked yeah. the top 15 teams so it's like so if you're up there that's yeah kind of like a big it's, a deal. Big, it's a big thing to be up there you walk around like a little bit bigger especially when you go yeah. into rinks and teams have to play you um and then after that it was probably our first championship and then yeah and then we won a second championship my senior year but that that was it right just like being able to, you know, probably nationally ranked and then our first championship was the two things. Yeah. So like, what was that second championship like and since it was your senior year and you're going out, going out as a champion, looking onto your pro career? Yeah. Like that, I mean, the second championship and we were good. Right. So if we lost, we did something wrong, you know? So it was kind yeah. of just like, I honestly, I wasn't as like, this sounds weird. Like I was excited we won. Don't get me wrong, but it like it wasn't as, as exciting as like the first year. Like yeah. we won in overtime, and I, I don't know. It's, you know, so that's kind of. I mean, but it's great too. Like I've always thought about that because of being. If I would have not won my senior year, how like you know, like I went out. Besides, we didn't win nationals. Like we didn't come close. But like, um, in terms of it being in the league like we won like so that's your first goal right and your second goal yeah. is national so it's like we I, I don't want to say I went out on top but like in terms of like that like I went out on and with a win and you know I guess what more could you ask for besides winning nationals right yeah yeah exactly so then you go you go on to professional hockey after your senior year where you sign an east coast deal with the Evansville Icemen so like what was the process like to sign in Evansville right out of school yeah, no, that was this. That's crazy. I no, honestly like, I always knew I wanted to, essentially like get paid to play hockey, right? Yeah. Um, it's everyone's dream. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like, I so especially my senior year and the success I had, and I just like kind of knew it was a possibility that like at some level I'd be getting uh an an like an offer or like an option yeah. to play um so i remember our we so we won or lost in nationals and then it's usually the way it works in like that d3 and d1 it might be the same is like around that national times it's like every school spring break yeah. so it's like usually if you go pretty far you miss spring break um which is i guess not the worst toss-up but <laughs> but um so we we lost and like literally obviously after everyone settled down it was like hey guys like we're on spring break so like everyone packed the car and like so like I don't I don't know if it was like a Saturday we lost on but like on a Saturday we lost Sunday morning like everyone was driving down to Florida and like my parents live in Philadelphia so I was like all right like I'm gonna drive down that way but like I had my coach had told me like hey someone might call you so yeah bring your gear home and have your phone on I'm like okay so it was like, my goal was like, all right, I'm going to go home. I'll wait two or three days. And if no one calls, like I'm going to Florida. So I ended up, I think it was like, I think I legit still have the voicemail just because it was like my first ever pro deal. It was like, yeah, the real coach. Like, I think he called me at like 10 at night and I missed it. I had no idea. I think like, I don't even think it rang. And I remember like voicemail looking at it and it was like the guy because we want to bring you in blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, whatever. So I ended up getting a hold of him the next morning and, uh, 
I ended up just driving out there because I was like, I wanted my car and I didn't know, I didn't know anything at the time. So I just drove out yeah. there and was in Evansville and they were, when they were in the East coast league at the time. Yeah. That's a, that's a crazy, crazy thing because you're, everyone's going to Florida and you're like, mm, maybe I'll go to Florida. And then you're like, yeah. and then your coach, like you could be going, going somewhere soon. So just be ready for that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So literally the process for me was I, like, I think my coach had a couple conversations with some people. So in terms of the process, like the name was out there, but I, I didn't really didn't do anything. I don't think there was much done, you know, yeah. that, at that time of year, coaches are really just looking for players they can bring in that they think are the right mold. And I, I guess at the time I fit that. Yeah, for sure. So you get, you get there in Evansville and you play in 11 games with Diceman where you got there collecting your first four, first pro, first four pro assists. So like, what were those first 11 games like in adjusting the pro hockey lifestyle? Oh man, it was like, <laughs> I was, I was way underweight, right? After playing a full season, like I was way underweight. Uh, the game was so different. And at that time they were sponsored by uh, CCM. So, so CCM, like, you know, I was like, college bauer kid like that's all i used like and i go there and like it's a little bit different because you get what they give you and it's it's good quality and stuff the sticks like aren't the same and i had this like red cinder block like i'm like they're gonna cut me tomorrow i can't even lift the puck off the ice like um but yeah no just like faster bigger guys that play at like the highest levels you could imagine they come from everywhere right and and uh and my first no lie first shift and i didn't know this rule no one told me first shift face off d zone i get the puck backhanded over the glass i go in the box i'm like i'm done i'm done we end up scoring we end up scoring on it so like shorthanded i'm in the box score. and like when they weren't a good team we, we i think they were last place so it was like it was just a free-for-all and yeah um, so you have nothing nothing to lose there pretty much yeah but that was it like we were playing I remember, I think my first two games were against the Florida Everblades, which at the time, even though they've always been a dominant program, like yeah. I, even as my career moved on, like they were sick. That year, they had like these kids, like Hobie Baker finalists. Like they were, I've never seen anything like it. It was like, oh my God, these guys are unreal. But it was like, so the first game we did well. And then the second game, I remember, I'm pretty sure I went dash four. Like they just lit us up. But yeah, and yeah. then a lot of traveling. It was just so different, especially coming from D3. Like, like you staying in hotels, traveling and, and, um, but yeah, so just guys were bigger, faster and better. <laughs> yeah. But what, what, what a look on dash four and then first, first play of the game, first shift, you put it over the glass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, then you go on to Columbus with the cotton mouse the next year in the SB and you get your first pro goal there. So like, what was it like scoring your first pro goal and how did it happen? Oh man. You know what? I'm trying to think. I, 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 I honestly, I don't remember. I don't, I, this, if this, this sucks, but I, I, how? now you got me like stumped. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think about it. I mean, I remember, like, I do remember scoring like first goals. Uh, yeah. So it's definitely, it's definitely a, a, a great feeling. I, I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember it. So that, that's uh ruins this part of the interview, but <laughs> I, all, I all good. I don't remember it. <laughs> all good but like what was your first full year pro hockey like and just finding the success you did and just like trying to adjust from like we've been talking about this entire thing like getting that experience from those 11 games in Evansville to go into the SB and 
having success with Columbus? Yeah, so I like I started. Well, I went to camp with South Carolina, right? And I was like, I was doing pretty well, and the coach like liked me, and ended up making a couple like bad plays, and that was that, right? So ended up in Columbus, and and um, I think like I don't think I handled it the best. Like I I just was like didn't want to. Not that I didn't want to be there, but I I wanted to get back, right? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that was it. But besides that, like, good luck. I had some awesome friends, guys that still talk to this day. Uh, the coach was awesome. Like, it was a good family. The organization was unbelievable. Um, the hockey was good, too, right? Like, it was definitely, I think, my first year was that transition period when it went from, like, straight gong show to, like, okay, like, guys need places to play. So, like, a lot of high-end talent was ending up there. Um, so, yeah, it was just, like, just – tougher but in but not like tougher in a way of just like keep your head up and know who's on the ice but like at the end of the day just play the game right like and just different things of like it wasn't as it's not as fast paced as college like guys are faster but the game itself is more controlled right so it was just a big adjustment period and and just getting opportunities to play like my first year right and just just like and I don't think we were we weren't the best team either um so it was like just a build up. Like I wanted to get out of there. I wanted to get out of there. Um, but yeah, no, like I, I loved it. Like I, I ended up as another city. Like I loved playing for great guys, good organization and just, just learning just basically it was a good spot to learn the pro game. Like that's, that's that. Right. It's like, you always yeah. want to be in a situation where you're going to play. And that was a, a area that I was able to play. Whereas for some reason, if I was in the coast, like, and only played like 15 games, it's like, it's not really, I mean, practice great, but it's not really benefiting me in the long run. So, yeah. 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 So would you say like the, one of the most important things you learned that year was just getting that like better mindset and like just being able to learn and experience everything you did and just be able to, to grow yourself as an athlete and as a person just to get to, to the next level and just stay, stay like even keeled. Yeah. It really, the biggest thing is really just, just being able to operate at a high level consistent, consistently. Yeah. Right. And, and, and if you do that, like good things will come. It's not like if you're, if you're doing everything right and, and to the highest level that you can, especially in that league and you're producing, like you're not going to stay there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So like, what was like your biggest, like welcome to the pros moment? Like, uh, like when you first got there, like whether it be Evansville or in, in Columbus, like, a story that sticks out and you're like, wow, wow. This is like, what it's like to be in the pros. Um, I'd say, honestly, the first, the first thing like was when I was in Evansville really, it was just like the locker room, the setup, the, the more everything's on your own, right. Warming up for games mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. Uh, and then I remember like just getting interviewed, right. And going out and um, there was tons of fans in a massive arena. Right. So that was like the biggest thing um yeah that was it and just like the travel right of like playing so many yeah. games in a week and just being ready getting in at like 2 a.m and but yeah Going hotels, four and fives, all that yeah like hotels every every day like those are the biggest things that like oh this is you know and granted i don't know what it's like to be in the nhl like i've heard stories i have buddies that yeah. play there but you know yeah but you, you got to you got to experience everything you did in the in the minors and the in the coast and the sb yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. So then in your second full season, you move around quite a bit going from the Indy Fuel to the Orlando Solar Bears. 
then getting sent down to the SP with the Fayetteville Fire Ants and the Pensacola Ice Flyers. So, like, I know we talked about, like, mindset and, like, your mindset improving. So, like, what was your mindset throughout that year and trying to stay positive in a time of, like, chaos and traveling the country even more than you did in, in years past? Yeah, no, I mean, when I got let go of India, I was just like, oh, man, like, why? Because I, I, I had success, but, yeah, you know, I, I – as you move as you like go you you understand things and uh ended up just going down and um it's like one of those things where i i i knew i wouldn't be down for long right it's like it's that time of year when like every roster starts getting cut so i ended up going down and i was like ended up going to pensacola and like if you're gonna go anywhere and like that's a spot to go um right by the beach yeah, like we lived in, I'm pretty sure they were like million dollar condos on the beach. Like it was like, I had no business living in this place. Like, um, but um, yeah, no, it was awesome. I had great friends down there and we'd go like, I remember like, I'd be like, all right, I know I have to work out. So they had like a mini gym at the rink. So it's like, all right, get in at 6 a.m. lift. That way I could be done practice at like 11 beach, fish, whatever. And like, yeah, that place was awesome. Um ended up moving to to Fayetteville and that one was the biggest one of like when I got traded to Fayetteville I was just like oh man like I don't want to go to Fayetteville like I'm that was like one of the biggest moments where I'm like all right do I just keep driving home and I remember like I didn't make a decision until I was on 95 like driving I was just like "Mm, what do I do and then I was like you know what I had like I think their captain reached out to me and he goes hey like excited to blah 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 and I'm like, yeah, man, like, thanks, you know, whatever. And uh, and I was like, you know what, I might as well give it a try, like, uh, at least whatever. So I ended up going and, like, the best core group of guys you could imagine. Like, all older guys, all good. Uh, I liked the coach. Like, I had a good relationship with him. Um, and, uh, yeah, like, so ended up there. And then I remember just, like, once I kind of got – settled in and was able to just like focus on playing and not worry about okay well you used to be in the coast or like you were just got traded like like our team was rolling I think we were in first and then like one and I wasn't even expecting that kind of just like put the coast thing aside I was just like well you know whatever like it's not happening roll roll with this team I didn't have an agent like I wasn't like someone with an agent like my first year I had a guy that helped out um but like I didn't have an agent. So it was really like, and at the time, I guess what now you could do, like you could send emails and do all that stuff. And like looking back on it, if I really like knew how the whole professional hockey operated, I, I could have done that at the time, but yeah. I didn't know. I was just happy to play. And, and then just like one day I'm like, I remember, I remember I was reading a book and I don't ever read. I was reading a book and I got a phone call from um, Orlando's coach. And I'm like, what? And then he's just like, hey, like, we need you to come down, blah, blah, blah. Like, it'll be for a couple of weeks. So I'm like, and that was like, it was the first time where I was just like, maybe I say no. Because like, I was like, maybe I just, I'm like, like, do I really want to go for a, a weekend? So yeah. I ended up talking to the, our coach and he goes, hey, no, like, you should go. Like, he's like, go. And I'm like, are you sure? Like, we're like in first place. Like, I don't <laughs> um he goes no no he's like go so ended up flying out the next morning and like Orlando at the time was with Toronto and I'm pretty sure they're still like have an unbelievable like top end organization but I get there I had a limo 
like big escalade like i was in the nhl like big escalade come pick me up in like private parking guy in a suit i'm like what is going on and i i get they because they were in pregame skate they had a game that day so i get into the locker room while all the boys are on the ice and like just this they play in the amway which is like the biggest yeah. it's a it's a, essentially an nhl arena but it's for the nba team um ended up going there and like loved their coach like he was awesome drake and uh, the guys were awesome i had awesome roommates like um learned so much playing with like all those guys there they had a good like group of vets um and uh but yeah like orlando it's just like even their practice rink was like outrageous they have they have their own locker room at the practice rink connected to this like sports complex with with like the most phenomenal gym and in the public locker room like you have to be a member to go there but in the public locker room um like we're just so if you were a member you could go there uh they got a cold tub which is like what who has that steam room sauna like i I lived there it's right across the street from the apartments we played tennis whatever yeah, I loved it. Ended up getting sent back down during uh, like the playoff run, um, and playing playoffs in Fayetteville. And then yeah, and then after that, yeah. So that was that whole season. It was just like I don't know. I just like focused on myself then, really, just like playing. Yeah, you focus on yourself, then you get a shot at Orlando where you almost didn't go, and then you get all these like cool amenities with it, and then like like NHL style like like amenities, and you're yeah in, Orla- in the coast in Orlando nothing gets better than that yeah no it, it was it was it was awesome it was a it was a it was a, it was a good place to spend a little bit of time that's for sure yeah absolutely so then the following year you start a journey of playing overseas in the france two division with Brest. So, like what was that transition like going from north america to france yeah i mean it was like i had a we had a good group we had a group of guys going over there so there was like i wasn't going if i went over by myself i don't know and my answers would probably be a little bit different but i i I went over with the group of guys. Um, I felt comfortable, like, because we talked to the guy. The coach, like, spoke, you know, de- he was French-Canadian, so, like, he spoke some sort of English, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I was able to kind of have a decent idea of, like, what I was getting into. I saw, like, some pictures, and then I had buddies. And at that time, I kind of just, like we talked about before, I was just like, all right, well, maybe I'm never going to, like, just stick it in the coast like I just don't like I played d3 and you know I just can't like there's guys that are just gonna stay before you I guess so um ended up ended up going there and and uh, I remember like the first two days I'm just like where am I so with that city I found out later that city got destroyed I guess it was like the first and I can be totally wrong I'm not at, like in what I'm saying but yeah. it was like the first landing spot for like um one of the war or like the uh, world war ii maybe i see i'm like i have no idea but anyway so everything got destroyed there um and so like most cities when you go to europe right they're they're pretty colorful in some aspect and and a lot of like architect well this city got destroyed and i guess they built it back so quick so there wasn't much room for like art like artistic taste um so it was like this real like bland city but it was awesome it was right on the water but i remember i'm just like where the fuck am i like and and just coming from america right it's way different like you can go anywhere anytime here and get food and go to the grocery store there it's not the same so it was like a big eye-opening and then hockey there was way different too like it just wasn't as serious but like in terms of learning seeing things having a time like 
it was amazing. Like I loved it. Yeah. So the the culture shock was pretty pretty different than it is in uh in North America over here. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah. No. Like they there was like it was you know France definitely isn't the hockey hotbed, but like they like fan wise and rink wise like our rink was decent like good ice and yeah. stuff and whatever. Uh, but and like fan wise like soccer mentality like it was always packed like they're chanting so it, it was cool like great great experience for sure uh yeah. hockey wise you know definitely wasn't the best and that doesn't speak to all european hockey because there's a ton yeah. of great like hockey just the league i played in i'd say wasn't the best yeah so then you play you play a handful of games over there if i'm not mistaken then you go back to the coast in jacksonville where you spend like two and a half years or something like that over there to end your career is like what what was it like in Jacksonville and like what made it so special that you kept kept staying there for the next few years yeah like Jacksonville was was probably honestly one of the best places you could play in that league and probably just like obviously I'm talking fan wise and and, and location yeah. even in like the AHL I and obviously like I've never played in the AHL so uh but yeah like they had awesome organization the the amenities were were awesome you're so close to the beach uh and one of the biggest things really is like life outside of the rink right because like you take so much uh pressure and like mental stress during the season especially at that level and all the movement is like you need to be able to kind of do something that's not sitting in your apartment playing video games all day um so like there was so much to do there and I had great friends and um, yeah, like I just, I loved it. Like it's a, such an amazing city and, you know, great place to play. Yeah. So that's and kind like, of like why I kept going back and, you know, they, yeah. they, they kept accepting me back and, uh, and um, yeah, it was a place that I really like, I like to live. So. Yeah. And like throughout that, throughout that time, like you just want to keep going where you're comfortable especially at the end, towards the end of your career, like you just want to do everything you can to stay in one place and just find that comfort that and find that you're comfortable there as well as like the amenities there. Like you're, you don't have to think about the game, like all the time, like when you're at the rink, like obviously you're going to think about the game and all that, but like there's always stuff to do outside and get your, get your mind off hockey for a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, it's just an amazing place to play. Great people, um, like top down organization. So. Yeah, absolutely. So I have, a, I have a few more questions before we wrap things up here. So uh, do you have any tips for hockey players looking to get to that next level? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it really depends on what level you're at. But really, like, the thing, like, the biggest thing is, is really, like, you got to look at yourself and really, like, see if you want it, right? Like, and that goes for everything. Like, show you got to show up. You got to do the extra. You need to put in the work right and don't really compare yourself to what's going on around you you know what I mean um yeah. as long as you're like putting in the work and you know like there's a difference between putting in the work and actually putting in the work like a lot of people think they're doing it but it's like you know it's a big difference yeah like are you actually like if you need to wake up at 4 a.m to get your workout in like are you going to do that you know um yeah but yeah really just like have fun like as soon as you as soon as you stop not having fun and I don't mean be a clown like on the ice and stuff, but like, yeah. like as soon as you like show up for the rink and you're not enjoying it, like that's when you really need to reevaluate what you're doing. But, but um, yeah, just honestly put in the work and, and, you know, put your head down, I guess. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that tip. That's those are some great tips. So uh, next question is what's your favorite pump up song? Like you're getting a lift in before a skate or getting a lift in now. Like what are what are you bump what are you bumping? Um, it's always different. I remember I remember though my last like few years, I'd always put on like Greta Van Fleet, like right before I went on the ice. But um yeah, I don't have too many like pump up songs. Like in college we listened to um Right before we went on the ice, uh, I can't even remember. I'm so bad at like on the spot. I can't even remember the name. Um, some rap song. The boys are going to hate me that I can't remember. They're going to be like, he's a fraud. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think I, the, Greta Van Fleet was like one of the ones that I distinctly remember. And they're definitely a newer band. Well, not new now, but, uh, yeah. but yeah, that's kind of Greta Van Fleet is what I listened to before I got on the ice. Yeah, that's awesome. And then the final question I have for you is, uh, what's what's been your your favorite barn to play in it, play in in the coast, and then in the SB? Oh, favorite place to play in the coast. I I want to say Jacksonville, but I played in like so many other. Like there was so many. Like I guess I'll like let me ask you a question. What's your what's your um, like what's the criteria? for this like do you like best city to play in or best like fan rink wise best like fan rink wise best fan and rink wise is probably fort wayne's really loud but i played there in preseason so it wasn't packed um i want so fort wayne or um Jacks, I'll give you. I have to give you three. So it's Fort Wayne, Jacksonville, and Kansas City. Kansas City's so cool. It's like orange and small. Um, but yeah, like I don't know. Jacksonville was on like electric. It was that's the place to like they, they're top three, I think, in fan base all the time. Like get the most fans, right? So it's, it's yeah. definitely Jacksonville. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what what about like what's your favorite ring to play in, in the SP? Favorite ring to play in the SP was probably. Knoxville. Yeah, I've I've heard it that. Sucks. That's it was a good so ring. The rink was I think they got an upgrade, but like the rink sucked. But like in terms of like packed house, like it, yeah. it, was, it was that was the best place. I, I heard they bring in they bring in the fans for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's unreal. But uh Kyle, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate your time and I, I want to wish you the best of luck going forward with everything. And this was a lot of fun. Yeah, no, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem.